are listening to Dwarfcasts, brought to you by Enemy and Titan. Hello, welcome to another Red Dwarf, Ganymede and Titan Dwarfcast. I'm Ian Symes. Um, I'm Jonathan Capps. I'm John Hall. And I'm Tanya Jones. Aren't you lucky? Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about White Hole. Is it White Hole? Oh, it's <laughs> it's not <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Meltdown. First, first line of the show, <laughs> and you go blow it like a big Yeah, it's, it's Meltdown. <laughs> we, we were undecided before we started. Uh, Meltdown originally due to go out first it in fact went out sixth because of the war and twats and the war of twats the war of twats <laughs> twat wars uh, start and there's, there's a weird myth about Meltdown about what fans actually think of it like the cast seemed to think that we all hate it but which was down to one survey that the fan club did no yeah. it wasn't down to one survey because I asked a certain Andrew Ellard about this he said it wasn't uh one survey, but it, w- it was a couple of them. It was two or three surveys, um, I believe. But it's kind of the fans who answer surveys are often the same set of fans, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know I don't think I've ever answered a Red Dwarf survey in my life, yeah. and you know, so so it's only idiots that do surveys, is what we're saying. Yes, that's exactly what we're well, saying. Considering that Series Eight was voted the second best series ever. In mm. a, in a but when thing. was it? Just after, just after series, after series eight, eight. So I mean, it's yeah. going to be because because people are idiots. Well, well no, because people, you know, it's the same kind of thing as you know, uh, if you do top hundred albums, then you know, thirty of those albums are going to be released in the past two years. Well, it's, yeah. it's that yeah. kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Anyway, cut a long story short. Uh, <laughs> we like meltdown. It's, yeah, to cut a long story short, it's one of the best episodes ever made of Red Dwarf. <laughs> 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 Just speaking in code about making noise when putting cups on. The, you know. Anyway, yeah, meltdown. Basically, telling you me not like to do. Like <laughs> That's what he's telling me not to do. Oh yeah, um, meltdown is just fucking. Brilliant. In fact, this this first scene is brilliant. This is a classic rumor scene. It is. <laughs> it's uh, it's. There's something about Red Dwarf Four. It's a very similarish kind of scene to the start of Camille, in an odd way. Series four always starts with a really nice character yeah, scene. Yeah, a status quo scene. Um, where which I, you know, other episodes as well, but it seems to be a particular part of series four that. It, you know. The first scene is not particularly related to the rest of the plot in many ways. Mm. Although, it does, although, it does ah, 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 but do you see what they've done? Because he's talking about he's talking about war. <laughs> yeah, he go, later on goes to do do war. Yeah, he does a he war. Does, he does a war. <laughs> and with the scene in Camille, Crichton's being taught how to lie, and he has to lie to Camille in the end in order to so save her feelings. So do you see it's layers? Do you see yeah. it's, it's layers? Of, and it's so on the surface, it looks like it's not related to anything at all. But really, you see this they're, would, they're laying down. This would sound a lot better if it didn't look like we'd only just suddenly realised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through the sentence, I realised <laughs> I was wrong. Has, has a pair of natty boots rumours gone off? Yeah, he's Captain Emerald uh, garb actually, which is yeah. which is. A, does he wear that much in series four? He's his Captain Emerald stuff. Isn't yeah, he? he's, he's always in green in four. Yeah, oh, he was. Yeah. He only went to it red. Just, just doesn't wear the hat. That's all. No, I think he looks hat. very smart and sexy. <laughs> 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 
Matter had always later transformed into the triplicator in Demons and Angels. Yeah. Was. And what? I think it was also um, mixed with the, the, the time drive from Series 6 and brought back in, in Ticket to Ride. I think it's the same matter paddle. We talk. There's a throwaway line in Out of Time about um, if we combine the time drive with the matter paddle, we could um, go anywhere and any when. No, it's not matter paddle. It's um. Should we ever acquire a light drive? Faster than light drive, which isn't. So you're wrong. You're very wrong. I'm a good test guilty freak. Yes. But you see, at least unlike the cast, we kind of realise we're wrong and we don't need someone standing in the corner. Oh, lovely CG there says Rob Llewellyn as a model shot goes by. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're saying we're better than the cast. That is for, for other, other people, people to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think the cast should sit and watch an episode of Red Dwarf a day. Cause oh, yeah, work. absolutely, yeah. Um, so that they can still be... Sorry, yeah. go on. <laughs> if they do that, they'll still be in character when the movie finally comes along. Yeah, exactly. They'll be fresh yeah. in their minds and they'd know what to do would make them watch series 1 to 6 and say this is how you are meant to do it not series 7 yeah right. but that's another podcast Dwarfcast Dwarfcast <laughs> Ted Dwarfcast <laughs> we really should have figured out what we were going to call these <laughs> by, by now that's a very good point oh dear. this is the first time it's set up that Rumour has a light beam it is yeah. Yes, in in the show. In the show, of course. In the books, it was from, uh, yeah. from the start. I think it's because in series two he had the uh, hologram projection cage. Which, let's face and it, was about the worst idea. Yeah, they realised that that was stupid, and then in series three they just didn't bother explaining how he could be on a different planet in Marooned and well, yeah. stuff like that. But here they cut. They needed the physical presence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they need it for for the gag. Then, right yeah, they need it for the gag. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> it's always good to hear people's squeaky voices. Yes. <laughs> or people, you know, changing their voice at all. I think yeah. I think we might we might release um, a commentary where we pitch out everyone's voice up. Right? I think that would be <laughs> the best idea ever. <laughs> so we make it fun like like cool dope. Yes. Well, no, that I could bring some dope. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's something ah. very weird about the quality of the um, shot. It's all here. a bit overexposed. It, I was about to say it's overexposed. Now, is it deliberately overexposed to try and give the idea that it's, you know, it's alien, it's an alien planet, or has someone not, fucked up? Or have they not white balanced it properly? Yeah, and then they realised when they got to uh, the rest of it. Uh, now, I had a discussion with someone on mm-hmm. the web board recently about these creatures, where basically they said it was shit. And I said it was great, and I won. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Yeah. But I just think it's such a great idea because you're obviously doing really realistic monsters is going to cost fucking shitloads, and it's not the main point of the episode. So why not, if you've got to have like a little monster thing at the start, why not just do, you know, a cheap mm. gag? <laughs> Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, have shit monsters and and make a joke out of it. There's some excellent subtitles going on here. I do love them. them. (laughs) (laughs) Why why not watch it with with subtitles and get the excellent Trying to get it to work frantically. They sorted this bit out in the dub. (laughs) Uh, That's odd. I've just read Cat as GNT. I think I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessive. Stone. 
stones stone all this was shot in the um in the house near Shepperton Studios wasn't it that's on there's a house in the grounds of Shepperton Studios yeah I spoke in the 80s earlier the, that, not the Red Dwarf Aces, the actual London Aces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig Charles calling someone a cocaine <laughs> We got to 8 minutes and 11 seconds before we went <laughs> Before you had a crack, so. <laughs> uh, uh, Do you see what we're implying? I'm, I'm <laughs> a dirty crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I want to see that film. Why haven't we seen that film? Why, yeah, we should do it. Why wasn't it on the DVD? Yeah, why wasn't it on the DVD? Why didn't you have 15 hours of rushes on the DVD? We're entitled to. Red Dwarf Sessions want 52, and if it's not released by tomorrow, I'm going to sue. Ah, it's the sterling Elvis impersonator. Clayton Mark, who went to DJ once. Apparently, he was an arse. He was an arse? Apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had a hair in my side. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Uh, should we talk about the episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a good <laughs> point. I love, I love this bit coming up. The, um, the Winnie the Pooh execution scene <laughs> because it's just all implied, and that's that that's what makes that it works funny. Really what makes it it's funny? Makes yeah. it, funny. Yeah, it is funny. And it's, you know, proper dialogue scene for the cat as well, which is, yeah, you know, completely not, really obvious. Not that, not that rare in this time you, but it's, uh, it just shows you can use cats in a proper scene. You know, he doesn't have to just pop up with one liners. Yeah. You know. Rock, 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 rock. Oh, shit. <laughs> you are shit, Andrew. <laughs> But the sad thing is, I quite like that joke. <laughs> well, I, like, I like the shit bits. Rope motive. Really shouldn't do that. <laughs> no. I love that. Lucy Leans. See, for me, it's the repetition of this gag. You see, see, I'm not that keen on the repetition of this gag, but I think the reason I'm not keen is because they don't actually repeat it enough. You need it one more time. Yeah, after a a gap, you need it one more time for the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pardon me. Dear, oh dear, we're thrown at sound levels at sync. (laughs) (laughs) You're almost peaked with the burp, actually. (laughs) Well, I'll try a bit later. but the weird thing about this is not just it's not just that it works better seeing it just from his point of view actually this scene would not work at all if you saw it it. I mean it just you know old James last joke (laughs) always a banker (laughs) he's always a banker (laughs) oh dear for a start, you wouldn't have got away with uh, using a Disney copyrighted character in Vision. <laughs> yeah, let no. alone shooting him dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm is the question? Do you need to get Winnie the po- the use of the Winnie the Pooh? Oh, cleared? God, yeah, yeah. I would have thought so. Yeah, so, yeah. And Disney clear that. Use, use the word pop noodle. Was cited by Ella on the web board. 
something oh. I had to clear. Good acting by the man Craig there. I was going to say he. I really believe that that man is devastated. He's just seen something that's destroyed. He's <laughs> he is underrated. I've always said it as list. He is really really. This good. episode uses really weird transition effects because yeah. they can't use the spaceship. Yeah, because they can't use. Uh, yeah, they can't use a ship for show. Passage of time. Passage of time. Not so much passage. Passage of time. Of time passage of time. Good scene with Abraham. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. I've never really spotted that. Yeah, of course. Crap uh, transition effects. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of it's a sort of transition effect you can get on like a twenty year old Sony camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, d- I, I love the bit with the triangles. It's so this this great. this whole scene could be awfully cliched because all the characters there are cliches now yeah. um, in popular culture. They could easily have just um, been. Crap. Yeah, crap. But you're not. <laughs> but you're gonna. Yeah. I think Elvis does verge on being crap, actually, and I don't oh, really? particularly like El- the Elvis you character. Fuck you, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it that Jim Sweeney as um, uh, Pythagoras? I don't know. Who's, who's Jim Sweeney? Comedian. <laughs> <It's laughs> um, Comedian. So um, I'm sure it's Jim Sweeney. It's not Jim. Sh- it's Jim Shelley is the um, the reviewer. I'm sure. I think it's Jim Sweeney. <laughs> Forbes Masson. Is it Masson or Mason? Forbes Mason. Mason now. I like Forbes. Yeah, he's very good. Is it the High Life that he was in? Yes. He's so, so good in the High Life as well. He's, you know... I mean, what's he doing now? Doing shitty senders. Is he in EastEnders? He was in EastEnders for a bit. I missed that. Mind you, half the people who've been in Red Dwarf have been in EastEnders. Including Craig Charles. It's good to see they've got a decent Marilyn Monroe this time. Yeah. And, and not, not Leslie Ash's sister yeah. who doesn't know Marilyn Monroe's catchphrase <laughs> <laughs> oh come on she's just a dancer you know yeah. so is Danny John Jewell I mean, she wasn't very good in hot gossip <laughs> <laughs> mm. it's it's what I find weird it's not really directly related to the episode but never mind is I never realised I mean, you know, it's obvious, really, but I never realised when you see the deleted scenes, and you see even just a deleted scene that uses part of a broadcast episode, how much of the pacing of the show is made in the edit? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and it's odd because, you know, when sitcoms were originally done, it was done live, and then even when they were recorded, you'd record them as live, and then eventually went on to recording chunks of it as live, but there was very little editing going on, and yet. As soon as you get to like, you know, some shows, and then look at Red Dwarf. I mean, so much of the show is added in the edit. So much yeah. of the atmosphere with the effects. I mean, the Bear Studio sound just sounds really weird in yeah. Red Dwarf, whereas you know, in like Men Behaving Badly, you know, you don't need. Well, the that difference thing. is that Men Behaving Badly is set in a flat. In well, yeah, Red Dwarf is set obviously, in space. Obviously, but I mean, as I say it's just amazing how much of the show is actually made in the edit. I mean, pacing as well. You wouldn't think so much of the pacing yeah. was done. In the edit, because you know, pacing is nothing to do with science fiction. Pacing is sitcom pacing. Oh, it's ten new hawks. Yeah, have you noticed that um, on the final time he hits him, um, Craig corpses? Uh, we'll look out for it. We'll look out for it. Huh? And we won't say anything for the next two minutes. So. <laughs> 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 Oh. <laughs> it's the last now. last time that Tony Hawks is in Red Dwarf. It is. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's a shame. Well, he's 
because he got famous in his own right, I suppose. Yeah. What a cunt. <laughs> Mind you, before he, did, before he did Red Dwarf, he'd had a number one for a top ten single. Oh, no, that's uh, very good. Morris point. Minor How do you get made. frogs soapy? Yeah, you cover them in soap, surely. Well, but, you know, how do you grab hold of them again? Well, I haven't something that crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm absolutely honest. Let's try it <laughs> right here, right there. Let's go to a pond. Save it for DJ. Here, <laughs> here it is. Look. Look. There. <laughs> <laughs> he turns he away is. really quickly. Yeah, yeah. he is uh, crap. He's, what he's, what he's, a cut! He's crap. No, crap. He's crap. He's <laughs> Craig Cars is obviously shit, just because of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the repetition. Yeah. Yeah. very cross indeed. Yeah. Fantastic, and that. Dog's bark? I said there's dog's bark. There is a dog. There bark. is dog's bark. Uh, Shut up. You hadn't realised that dog's barked. <laughs> no, I hadn't realised that, that, that there was a dog barking in that. If there is one criticism to make of Meltdown, it's that the location could have been better. Yeah. For the location, usually. The battle works fine. It seems to be the same location they used for um, Justice. No? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all a bit. Oh, but I mean, to be fair to them, they, them, I mean, then it never happened again. Series five onwards, I mean, they realised and kind of, you know, did it at night and went to a big lake. Of course, they went to the, f- the famous uh, flaming lake of uh, Hammersmith uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Telefarm. <laughs> <laughs> See, Elvis is good. Yeah, he is. Brilliant. This scene. Yeah, there's a the identity parade if you're not following uh, it. Yeah. Oh, C, always acting. Forbes. Now this is the weird thing that gets me about this. You got um, the original Gandhi was sent home. Yeah. How the hell did they get a new Gandhi? (laughs) (laughs) You know, out of thin air. So quickly. I mean, it's not exactly. I mean, he's so good as well. He's brilliant. But look. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, I mean, on a location shoot as well. Ben Kingsley wasn't available either. (laughs) (laughs) there is something to ask about this episode which (laughs) is I mean we know a certain section of fans you know don't like the episode but why why don't a certain section of fans like this episode is it just because it's very different well is it is it just because it's very different from is is it as simple as well they're not in space yeah yeah very well I mean or is it more complex is there I mean, I think Rob Grant. Rob Grant said um, uh, it was possibly the way they told the story that bothered them. Which, you know, he didn't go into any more detail than that. But I'm just thinking. I mean, I'm just looking at this and looking at how funny, brilliant it is. Mm. I mean, you know, that's a bit of a crap argument because if we were watching, say, a series eight episode we didn't like, and yeah, someone else could be saying the same thing, so it doesn't make any sense. But it is odd when you just look at something and it's just that utterly, utterly brilliant. You too. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got. I mean, if it wasn't for Dimension Jumper, it'd be the strongest episode of Red Dwarf Four by far. By yeah, far. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer White Hole to Dimension Jumper. I've got problems with White Hole, but I mean, I'll that's another dwarf. Cast. I know, I'll go into yeah. that with another. That's dwarf actually cast. the White Hole dwarf cast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which we which might do. We should bit. introduce with this is Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um. I mean, it's just. 
incredible stuff. I've only just yeah. realised they're chanting A R I. I didn't realise that. <coughs> My name's General Pardon. Yeah. Yeah. You see, he says three of them are melted. If this was a Wub Grant Red Dwarf, you'd have a scene of the three of them melting. Mm-hmm. With their eyeballs. Yes, <laughs> dripping down their yeah. faces. <laughs> But it's interesting. I mean, probably have a man with his testicles violated in some way. <laughs> I wonder is is part of the reason um, is part of the reason people like it because because Rimmer kind of slightly goes out of character here. Now he doesn't he goes ne- mental. He doesn't, necess- <laughs> he doesn't necessarily go out of character in terms of it can't be explained. But it is a very different Rimmer that we see here. Is it too extreme for some people to just? Maybe some people just like the idea of actually liking Rimmer. And that he is actually yeah, really genuinely unlikable. Yeah, because below all his gittishness, uh, yeah. before that he has a likable layer, but yeah. here he, he is, is the cunt. most unsympathetic character. That, you know, he's, all, he's, he's, he's basically this, this week's bad guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly, um, absolutely. Which is fantastic. It's a, fa- it's a very brave thing, and this was going to be the first episode of series four. Yeah, that was the plan. I mean, that's yeah. quite a that's quite a. Brave and they, I think they wanted it to be the first episode because the writers themselves thought it was the strongest, as well. well yeah, that's the, what yeah. they said. So they said. Yeah, it's you know, but I mean, I, I, do, way, I do wonder why why that. Anyway, I'm glad the best two episodes were left to be the last two. It is a bit like the goodies, though. The goodies did, like, you know, one of the three goodies would be the baddie for that week. And that's mm. basically the structure of the goodies throughout most of its run. Yeah. And it's a bit like that, you know. I mean, you see it again in Red Dwarf with Rimmer again <laughs> in Quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. Can we do a, com- a Quarantine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Oh, we're coming up to possibly the best live action effect sequence Red Dwarf has ever done yeah it's so well they haven't done many other live action effect sequences well I mean live action effects as in you're being a wonderful business (laughs) 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 and there it is again that little crap (laughs) it's not that bad it is crap fuck off it gets all pixely and shit it is slightly inappropriate yeah it doesn't really it doesn't really seem it's too corny well it doesn't yeah, but it, I think they're deliberately going for that, aren't they? Possibly. But I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think the effect itself really. They have to be referencing something, if they're actually. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, the man from Uncle. I think. I I'll check that, that and we'll put it in the uh, article we do to accompany this podcast. <laughs> oh look, it's just yeah. so. Oh, brilliant! And it's but it's <laughs> what's great about it? It looks great. And yet it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely and really quite dangerous. What a nightmare this must have been. In fact, I seem to remember. I know, just the yeah, what, just like, but they have. What, what, what it is? They, they aren't just doing. Oh, <laughs> they aren't just doing a big effect sequence. You've got the close-ups, the character yeah. close-ups. Yeah. It's, it's an absolutely fun. perfect meld of a wonderful, exciting action sequence and real character moments. And As then well. we have this quite dark scene. Yeah, that's awful. Mother Teresa has just shot Hitler, and they're yes, both dying. Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria, sorry, you spaz. Sorry, I just thought I thought it was Mother Teresa um, dressed up as Queen Victoria. 
<laughs> what's, in, what's interesting is that um, the Queen Victoria is is the the woman who you know the person who ends up killing the main control room, but they miss out her introduction in the lineup. Yeah. Oh no! They, well, they don't say anything to her, but they no, but they it, acknowledge her. They, they say, "I don't." You can't don't do a joke for each person. No. Uh, Crichton just Victoria? sort of nods to her, you know, with in, well, in, in the reverence. Scene, yeah, now, now says, I've got, oh, I've got oh, a okay. question for this oh, last bit. Fuck off. <laughs> um, do we think that this bit of satires, uh, some of the few bits of Red Dwarf is not really a satirical show. Yeah. Just people like saying things are satirical because they can do a big discussion about it, and mm. it feels like it legitimises comedy. Nasty uh, pushing and shoving. Yeah, I like that one. To do um, satirical stuff. But does it work as a bit of you know, yeah, it terrible does. stuff? I think so. It does because it's really good. <laughs> it's it, I can't. Lister's speech. I can't figure out what I think of Lister's speech because I really like it. I like it on one level, and yet it answers nothing. It doesn't. It really answers nothing, and that's. I know it's stupid because I know I should like it for what it is, but there's always a little part of me that um, just says kind of in the back of my head uh, well you know no one really wants to go to war well that's not necessarily true alright but or I'll rephrase that there are people who don't want to go to war who nonetheless find themselves in the situation of war because it's the last thing they feel they can but do but it's not having to go at the people who go to war it's, about, it's having to go at the leaders who send them to war and knowing that they're killing people for peace and it's He's mo- mocking the attitude of the leaders as opposed to the attitude of but the soldiers. Is it not the case that sometimes war is literally the only thing you can do? Yes. What could we have done in World War Two? It uh, doesn't sit down. In a do you see what I mean? That's always the bit that comes to me at the end, back of my head, and I know it shouldn't because it's not really about that. I can't help this little voice in the back of my head saying, well, it doesn't actually work as a piece of satire. At the end of the day, it's much better than so else's new. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is better than that. I think they're not aiming it at, you know, an impossible situation like World War II. I think they're aiming yeah, they're aiming the it. smaller wars, mm-hmm. wars yeah. that really the w- are. Such as the one that this well, series yeah. is Basically, yeah. basically yeah. Craig Charles should have piped up at the end, except in situations where it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying he should have done. I and think yeah, definitely effective. aimed at something like the, the Gulf and know, the, the Falklands. You're probably right. You're yeah. probably right. Um, which were the two and prescient of. But you see, this is the thing. This is why yeah. it should have been broadcast during the Gulf War. When is the better way? And that's the end of the episode. That's Bye. Bye. <laughs> off John there. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Best Grant Nealer end cap ever. You have been listening to Dwarf Casts. Brought to you by Ganymede and Titan at www.ganymede.tv.